This is Season 2, Episode 2. What happens when you take OU football and you take two very passionate, very opinionated ladies? What do you get when you put those together? You get talk sporting. And here we are today. Yep. Yeah, you Like do. I said earlier, it's hey. season two, but episode two, we came to you right after the bowl game um, early in January of 2023. So um, we're getting ready for fall football, and uh, we wanted to do a little pre, uh, I guess, pre-game talk. Pre-season, pre-season podcast. podcast. Yes, there you go, Sean. Thank you for getting the words out. <laughs> And we may talk about other things, too, you know, because we haven't seen you guys yeah. and talked to you guys in, oh, what is that, like nine months? A while. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and most of my stuff that to talk about has, it's not about OU. Oh, okay. But it's about college Well, that's football. okay. All right. What do you want to, yeah. what do you want to start with? Oh, well, I don't care what we start with. You can tell me how things are going, going around town. Well, um. There and what the word is. Oh, of course the word is we're going to be undefeated. We're going to be the national champ. <laughs> well, maybe we're going to lose one game. Well, maybe we're going to lose a couple games. Well, who knows what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toss-up. So, you know, most OU fans are like, we don't want to lose any games. It's going to be an undefeated season. We're going to come back. What happened the last time we had a new coach? The first season we didn't do very well. And what happened the second season? True. Coach Stoop. Won a national he championship. Won a national championship. So <laughs> we did do that. That's that's kind of where a lot of the mindset is here in <laughs> Oklahoma City, Norman area, <laughs> right now. Lots of positivity. Now Brent Venables is not jumping on that bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, well, he's like, yeah, that that's why we've got to get the defense better. We've got to get the offense better. You know that that sort of thing. But I, we're making progress. I, I, you know, okay. he continues to say that he's seeing progress as all that comes along. Yeah, well, and I think that's probably true and probably fair. Yeah, so. I, do, I do too. Yeah. I do too. Um, there was yes. a little bit about, because they've just had two, I think, two practices. Okay. I, is that right? Did they start on, I know they had a practice Monday and, I mean, excuse me, um, Thursday and Friday. They may have They may have started August okay. 1st. I, I don't remember uh, for sure. Yeah, but just this past week. Yes, so just this past week. Yeah. I know that they let some of the media in on Friday to the uh, for a short time to kind of watch some of the practice. Um, oh, okay. And someone had talked with Todd Bates, who's the defensive lineman coach. Um, right. And he said he had several things to say, um, most, you know, just very basic things. But he said that Schmitty has done what he was brought in to do. Last year, we finished the season with three 300-pound-plus linemen. And this year, we're starting the season with five 300-pound linemen. Okay. And that's what Schmitty was brought okay. in to do, was to beef all those guys up, make them big in the middle, right. and keep their speed mm-hmm. on them. And um, he has definitely been able to do that. So he was giving Schmitty high praise well, from good. that standpoint. Yeah. Um, All right. and that would be, uh, you know, the, the, the middle guys in the line. Um, mm-hmm. and let's see, Bill Beedenbow, they had talked with him and he said he was really proud of what his line was looking like early on. You know, we've got, um, two full-time starters back and then we brought in a Stanford starter and we brought in, um, 
another guy that I think was just um, injured some last year, so didn't start all the games. So, you know, he's like, okay. we're essentially starting off with four full-time starters. Um, just one of them was not Great. with us. And so he said, yeah, they're looking incredible. We just got to keep that up. Good. Well, we are O-line you. Yes. Let's be yes, fair. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so he's yeah. he's very proud of them, um, you know, so far going into camp. Um, and the other thing that I was very proud of is that, um, and and you may want to talk more about this too, but at the spring game, Jackson Arnold took snaps as the third string quarterback behind right. Davis Bevel. So our starters, mm-hmm. Dylan Gabriel, our backup, Davis Bevel, who was our starter in the Cotton Bowl fiasco mess. <laughs> awful fiasco is right (laughs) that we all want to forget about but um but yeah my husband still says that levy should have lost his job after that one he should have yeah well so jackson arnold was third string this spring and now two or three days into fall practice jackson arnold is taking second string snaps so that's what we wanted to see so davis bevel has become the third stringer general booty's still hanging around as the fourth stringer um but They'd even they even asked Brent on Friday about Jackson Arnold, and he said, you know, he's he's a young guy. He's a he's a true freshman. He's still a kid, but he's being much more consistent. He's able to scramble mm-hmm. and get out of the way. He's throwing the ball away if he doesn't have an open guy. Not trying to hope, you know, throw it in there for for you know, hopefully a pass that that could be an interception. So right. he had high praise yeah. for him. Just you know, several days into yeah. fall camp. When he did some good things in the spring game too, so I missed you know. the spring game. And so you'll ha- you will have to speak to that. I I missed it. Oh gosh, it was a long time ago, I, and I I actually recorded it, and I had something going on that day, so I was kind of like in and out of the house, and I'd recorded it, but he did make some like good plays, and I came home at one point, and Brett's like, "Oh my gosh, you should have just seen this play that Jackson Arnold made," good. and so. Just the fact, though, that Davis Bevel was considered, even at the spring game, the number two is so concerning. Yes, I agree. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I mean, I also get that they want freshmen to to think they have to pay their dues, and that's okay. Right. I, I don't have a huge problem with that at the spring game, you know. I agree. Maybe the only time Davis Bevel sees the field, you know, in 2023. So right, right. It may be. Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> Bless his heart. <laughs> and, you know, Booty, he stays around. Just He gets NIL money oh, just for oh, the right. name. So I still want to see him play. It's like, let him play against Arkansas State or whoever. I mean, come on. Agreed. Let him play. Agreed. <laughs> yep. I'm with you on that. So, um... I know a lot of guys are on the watch lists. Um, yes. Like the award watch list. Yes. Even our like transfer punter, which remind me where he's transferring from. Do you remember? I do not, I do not know. I, I, he's not one that I've, I've written down, so I'm sorry I don't. Oh, that's okay. Like I had it. Anyway, he transferred from somewhere, and he's like on the, you know, Ray Guy watch list. Oh, okay. Okay, good. I know a lot of guys are on... I mean, I keep seeing it pop up. Okay. That's not what I did research on, Dana. Well, <laughs> I I saw just like the Big 12 preseason um, first-teamers. They named Ethan Downs as, um, you know, yes. since he's 
Yeah, and he is actually on a watch list too. Oh, is he? A national award watch okay. list. Okay. Uh-huh. Yep. I didn't see that, but he I just and Danny saw the Stutzman call. both. Okay. Um, yep. He and Javante Barnes were named or as preseason um, All Big Twelve. Okay. Uh, first teamers. Um, Javante Barnes, uh-huh. of course. You know, we saw him kind of in that backup role, and I think it's expected that he will be the starter now. Marcus Major is still on campus, but and he would be a little more senior player, but. I think right. Javante Barnes and Gavin Sawchuk will get the, the starts there at running yeah. back. And then the other, the second team preseason guys were um, Austin Stogner, who's back after a year at South Carolina. And I'm, ex- I'm excited to see him, and I hope he's yes. well. Yeah. You know, his last season here, he was injured uh, quite a bit of the mm-hmm. season. So hopefully, all, you know, yeah. all of his injuries are healed. And then Andrew Rame at center, um, which again okay. – I think he will still have one more year of eligibility after this year, but talk is okay. that he could go pro. If he has a good season this right. season, he can go pro. And um, then yeah. Danny Stutzman was also listed as as a, a second teamer. Ugh, I can't get those words out. <laughs> okay. So those were just some of the guys they mentioned, you know, from the, the All Big 12 business. Right, right. Okay. Well, um, it it'll – it has to be a better year than last year, right? That's oh, kind yeah. of how I look at it. Yeah. I mean, my hope for the year would be, of course, that we're playing for the championship our last year in the Big 12. Yes, I agree. And winning and, it. Um, and winning it. And winning it. You know, when Nebraska's last year in the Big 12, um, the championship was OU Nebraska. And we went to that game, you know, is um, down here in Dallas, and it was, you know, just fun talking to all the Nebraska fans at that game. And it's like, this is this is the way for us to send you out, you know, to 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 the Nebraska people. You know, granted, we wanted to win the game, and we did, but um, it's like, this is how it should be, you know. For when Nebraska leaves the Big Twelve, we should end with OU Nebraska, you know, playing playing for the championship, and we did. Um, I'm guessing that most people in the conference don't want OU or Texas to be there oh, <laughs> at the end I of think the season. Right. They yes. are more than ready for us to go. They are not happy with us for going. Um, although, who knows, maybe all that's changed. That's like what I did most of my research on is all But wouldn't it be fun if it's stuff. OU and Texas playing each other? <laughs> It would be super fun and kind say, of like a kick in the pants to everybody else, you know, who's going to be left. That's right. Left with the. Kisara, yeah. yeah. I mean, in my mind, that's like the way it should be, right? Uh-huh, you know. Uh-huh. Or so I don't really want to play so Texas you, again, it, you know. <laughs> I no, guess we want to play, play any, of them, any of the teams again. but Yeah. But since we were original Big Eight, we should be there ahead of Texas. Yes. In my mind. I agree. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Well, tell me what you... So, come yeah. on. Sooners. Tell me what you did research. Let's play well. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I just, like, was... I mean, all this... Okay. All the conference Dana, realignment have, stuff. Yes. Since we started this podcast, you know, last year, I mean... Well, when we started, it was, you know, Lincoln Riley leaving and all the NIL craziness and more NIL craziness... And now, I mean, my gosh, in the last week, yes. talk about conference topsy-turviness. It's nuts. Uh-huh. 
it's crazy. It makes no sense. It, it makes no sense. And I, back in 2010, 2011, whatever that was, when A&M and Nebraska and Missouri, Colorado left, and I, I, was, I was mad at the Big 12 because, and we've talked about this before, actually, how they've always tended to be reactive, not proactive. Correct. And um, they finally decided they, you know, that they, they, okay, well, now that Oklahoma and Texas are leaving, we better start being proactive. And my goodness, they were. And Colorado came, and, you know, some people say Colorado deciding to join the Big 12 just started all these crazy marbles, you know, that have been going on this week. And I mean, of course, I think the moves that they made the Big 12 to bring in BYU and um, Cincinnati and um, Houston and Central Florida. I thought think those were, you know, good moves. I really kind of had in some ways wished they'd gotten Utah before Utah ever went to, you know, the Pac-12. But um, now they're getting Utah. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And Arizona. Craziness, you know. And Arizona State. Both Arizona schools. <laughs> it's just, and um, yeah, you know, and then you and I, we talked about how it didn't make sense for USC and UCLA to, I mean, to go to the Big uh-huh. Ten. Geographically, it makes no sense. Why on earth would these West Coast schools, okay, let me preface all this by saying when I ask a question like why on earth and all the people listening are saying money, 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 I know that. Okay, I get it. It is. It's all about the money. It's all about the money. But beyond that, <laughs> let's pretend <laughs> that it's not all about the money. Why would you want to travel to Maryland and Rutgers oh, yes. and across all the time zones uh-huh. And why would you want to go play in Minnesota and Wisconsin in the winter? Oh, right, right. When you're, why? When you live in why Southern California. Yeah. Yeah. But USC and UCLA, they did their thing, you know, to make money. But now then all, this, all these dominoes started falling. And so Oregon and Washington are going mm-hmm. to the Big Ten. But, and they're going to they're start the same time USC and UCLA does, but because the deals were already made, they're only getting a partial share. Oh, I didn't realize They're not even going to... They won't make a full share. I just... No, they're not even going to... They're actually going to make less money than like Maryland and Northwestern. Oh, my word. Of course, I guess Oregon doesn't need the money. You know, they've got... Well, Oregon, yeah. They've got... Because they got their Nike money. Yeah, their Nike money. Phil Knight. I was like, what's his name? (laughs) Yeah. Phil Knight, yep. But um, I read that the closest current Big Ten school to Oregon and Washington is Nebraska. Nebraska is 1,600 miles away. Oh, wow. From Oregon and Washington. Now, USC and UCLA are closer, but they're still 800 miles away uh-huh. from Oregon and Washington. And then they, I mean, if you when you look at that map... Yeah. They truly are. They truly will have to travel from one coast to the other if they ever have to play Rutgers. Yeah, yeah. And well, and they'll want to just, play Rutgers. I mean, 
That's a win. Because that's true. You're that's right. A w. Which would we rather play? Hmm? Ohio oh, State Rutgers. or Rutgers? I'll take Rutgers. I think Rutgers wins. And the Terrapins in Maryland. <laughs> that's right. And the Badgers. That's right. <laughs> so, um, anyway, it it just it's um, that they're making less. It it's um, but they had yeah they had to do something right because the Pac twelve was what. We almost thought it was going to happen to the Big 12, you know, um, over 10 years ago. Because for a while then, you, we thought other schools might bolt. And people talked then about OU and Texas maybe going to the Pac-12. But right now, the Pac-12 is falling apart before oh, our yes, eyes. yes, yes. And, yeah. And so I was talking to Brett the other day. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, these four schools that are left, what are, what are they going to do? I guess they're going to go join the Mountain West. And then, of course... Actually, it makes more sense for those some of those like higher tier Mountain West schools, let's say like Boise State, San Diego State, whatever, to join the Pac-12. Oh, okay, okay. You join know, Stanford. The Pac-12 and Cal. is probably going to try not to, you know, um, not to fall apart. I'd heard somebody say, "Oh, well, you know, Stanford. Let's let's get Stanford to join the Big 12. I'm like, "Are you kidding, Stanford?" Academically, they do not want to join the Big Twelve, right? Right. Because in their mind, that's a step uh-huh. down, right? I uh-huh. mean, yeah, same with yeah, same with yeah. Cal. I would think Cal same same but, way, mm-hmm. right? But um, it it's I don't know how it affects that new college football playoff plan because it's going to have to change it. Because right now, do we really have Power Five conferences? I, right, right. We really are going to have four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah. going to and. Of course, what's yeah. going to happen with the ACC? I mean, we have the SEC. We have well, the right because I heard We've Clemson and FSU might leave. Right, they're talking. They're talking about pulling out, and and but where do they go? Yeah. Also, who who's going to? Yeah, some scoop people them said up? they might go. Some people said back Big Ten, but Big Ten's already going to be at eighteen. Sc- I think Is it eighteen? Okay. Because yeah, they're going to be at eighteen schools in 2024 so how can you go to 20 i mean so yeah the whole college football playoff plan that they have you know with the eight teams and the five five power five champs Mm -hmm. all in you know that's gonna have to change uh right right they pack 12 unless a a bunch of mountain west schools go to pack 12 and you just say okay well i guess they're power five even though they're not. Yeah, I guess that's true. I hadn't thought about that. But, yeah, that won't start for one more year, correct? That right. That starts in 2024. But but the Big Ten now, they're, they're not going to want to just have one team in there. The SEC, they're not going to – you know, why would, why would they want that plan when if whoever's left in the Pac-12 or the Mountain West or whatever happens, you don't want them to have an automatic right. birth. When you know you're better, and, yeah. The, so yeah, that's all going to SEC, Big Ten. They're probably yeah. going to say we get two automatic. You know, our our champ yeah. and our runner up automatically get in, right? Because more yeah. than likely they're going to be better so. than whoever's winning in the Pac-12. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, but the you know the once again all about the money, but it's it's sad for the non-revenue sports. Correct. It's like, how do you, yeah. well, like, um, football's a big deal. And, and so, yeah, mm-hmm. you get on your plane and you fly from Oregon 
all the way to Wisconsin, different time zones, all that sort of thing. It's expensive, but you can afford it. But how does your gymnastics Yeah, because you're probably team, taking a private jet. How does your gymnastics team get there? Or your yeah. girls' soccer or your volleyball or, yeah, yeah. Because they don't, they don't have them on like, Saturday either. They have them in the middle of the week. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like softball and, because softball, they play oh, in the yeah. middle of the they week. They usually do. And volleyball. A Wednesday I mean, and then a Friday, like, Saturday, Sunday. Double or triple yeah. header. Yeah. And so how, and and they, like you said, they're they're flying commercial. How do you fly clear across the country and still be a student athlete? Yeah. yeah. And if your game is on I mean, Wednesday from or, or your match or whatever, tennis, you know, those sorts of things, yeah. It takes the whole afternoon, but then you can't get from Wisconsin back to Oregon until the next day. So, I mean, you're going right. to miss at least two days of schoolwork. Yeah, and you know what? Even when Bree was in school and they were traveling by bus in the conference, they wanted to practice. They wanted their day to be the same as their practice day. So, lots of times they would like leave the day before so they could get there in time so that their whole, they missed class all day on Wednesday Mm -hmm. so that they could practice on that court that morning and then have the game that night, and then they'd travel back. They'd either spend the night or they'd travel back that night, you know, on the bus. I mean, so it's just, it's not great for the athletes either, and um, even the Mizzou coach and, and Saban too, but the Mizzou football coach is like, football's going to be fine. Right. Because, yeah, because we can do that, and we're, like, lots of times flying private jets, and we we land when we want and we leave when we want and all this. He, he goes, but this is like so bad for all these other student athletes. He said, it's, it's not right. It's not fair. And once again, it's all about the money. Right. right. That's true. And then, and then I was thinking of Stanford and, you know, they're lots of times they win. I think it's called the director's cup or something, you know, because they have so many of those, non-rev programs that do really really well um and you know like i mean i don't know that this is completely non-rev but like men's gymnastics and and volleyball and um probably beach volleyball and rowing and swimming and diving and water polo and so because they are doing a lot of these sports that other schools aren't you know that's why they can win the director's cup and a lot of those other schools who have water polo teams they pr- just bolted for the Big Ten, you know? I mean, Cal probably does. but And Olympians come from those schools. Right, that's true. And how are <laughs> they gonna, swimming going and to have any programs? And, yeah. yeah, and so it's just, it doesn't make sense from, it doesn't make sense for people who, like, love college sports in my mind, you know? Okay, so it's on TV more. Yeah, we, we could find it. Anyway, we were finding it. Anyway, we were watching it. Right. Well, you know, one of the things they said the Pac-12 had decided as a way to make money was to just get all of, put all of their games and things on Apple TV. And so right. if you wanted to watch, you know, that was how they were going to help fund mm-hmm. some of the Pac-12 money. Um, but you okay. had to subscribe to an add-on package with Apple TV. 
oh, it wasn't just regular right, Apple TV. Right, And so the... Oh, it's kind of like what Bally Sports has done to Texas Rangers. Yes, baseball. exactly. And so you have yeah. to pay extra money in addition to have your Apple TV, which not everybody in the U.S. has Apple TV. Right, right. You had to have Apple TV, and then you had to have that add-on service um, for oh. for college football. Or, you know, college sports. Okay. And then they're like, all of that money. So, you know, they said, so they're telling, the Stanford kids are saying, they're telling, you know, the Stanford AD and the Cal AD, and and this was before Oregon and, you know, those guys bolted. But they're saying, so if you want your college to do well, you've got to talk to your mom and dad and get all of the family to buy this (laughs) Apple TV product. And then we'll all get some money. We'll all get some revenue out of it. As opposed to oh ESPN coming into the yeah. Big Twelve and the and the SEC and the, you know CBS getting involved and you know those bigger name Fox and that have more money right so yeah yeah well at the end of the day it's just like the rich get richer uh-huh. right the blue bloods will be okay the football program which is already pro you know the richest except for maybe you know like Duke basketball is probably richer than Duke football but you know, those those big-time revenue sports, they're going, in, especially in the Blue Blood programs, they're going to get richer. Right. So the rich schools will get richer. The rich programs will get richer. And then everybody else is left, I mean, and it, you know, instead of the colleges just doing stuff for the sake of, you know, being an educational institution and, having college athletics to help educate people because in the beginning it was not just for entertainment now it's all about entertainment and they're letting the entertainment industry dictate how things go correct correct which doesn't make a whole lot of sense <laughs> but i not you know well, i guess since we're paying college athletes they think hey i've got to bring money in knowing that these athletes may not they may not stay. They may stay a year or two, and then if they're not happy, they're going somewhere else. So they want to make as much money yeah, off the football team as they can. I, I guess that's yeah. a lot of their thinking. I'm not sure. Yeah. In fact, talking about that, um, apparently Jimbo Fisher got um, razzed for um, being such a hypocrite because he said, this is almost a direct quote, we're in a time now that everybody is fighting over the dollar. This is the guy who has a 10-year contract for $94.95 million. Oh, my goodness. And a guaranteed contract also, right? It's $10 million bucks so a year. we're like, oh, yeah. okay. $10 million a year, yeah. and everybody's job, fighting for the dollar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You too, bud. You too. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, it just seems like Pac-12s, definitely lost this week the ACC so far no changes and um, SEC they, they didn't make any changes but we already you know OU and UT are going and they'll have 16 schools next year but the Big Ten they added those four schools they'll end up having so they'll 18. Have 18 wow okay they'll have 18 they're not already have more than 10 anyway and the Big 12, with the addition, the four additions this year and then the four next year, but losing two, they'll end up, they'll have they'll 16, be 16 teams. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I guess ACC's 15 already. Okay. So, okay. So those yeah, are all so. fairly, fairly equal. But I can see how, um, 
I mean, the, the two best teams in the ACC would be Clemson and Florida State. So I can see right. someone wanting to scoop them up. But mm-hmm. um, I guess the other thing that it that worries me is like we still like the SEC still hasn't said exactly how we're going to play other teams you know at first there'd be these mm-hmm. pods and then they ditched that idea but they didn't want to just have two divisions um oh okay so like now aren't they saying that we'll play we'll have one favorite that we play every year and um two other teams that will is that right we'll have we'll have three teams that we play every other year home and away, okay. and then the other five teams will be – is that right? The other five teams will play home and away every four years. So that those will rotate kind uh-huh. of. So if, okay. if our favorite teams are – and I don't know that they've actually set up who they are. You know, there's been talk that it'll be Texas um, and Arkansas and Missouri or Texas um, – there's another, um, and then Texas will probably be OU and A and M and somebody. Yes, something like that. Yes. So yeah. then, okay, we'll have um, the other, all the other teams, will play. Every we'll play them two years in a row every four years. So we'd do a home and away with okay. LSU, and then we won't play them two years, and then we'll come back and do a home and okay. away with them. The same with Georgia okay. if they're not in our little three pod. We play the, a home okay. and away, and then we don't play them the next two years. So that first schedule okay. that comes out with um, that came out with twenty twenty four had Auburn, mm-hmm. Bama, LSU. Um, well, uh, Ole, Ole Miss. Miss. So, because I know that's the game I want us to go right. to. That's I want right. us to go to Oxford. So I think we'll play those yeah. home and away. Um, that okay. in 2024 and 2025, and then we won't play them for two more years. And then we'll play home okay. and away again in 20, 28, 29. <laughs> I think okay. that's how they're talking about it. So Math is hard. Well, and as they all get bigger, <laughs> like if the Big Ten has 18 teams, because we're dealing with 16. But, you know, again, you don't want to say, well, I only get to, you know, I only want to play – um, Vanderbilt. Yeah, I only want to play Vanderbilt. It's like, well, who gets Vanderbilt every year? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I would say Kentucky Tennessee, used to be maybe. kind of a pushover with the Stoops brother yeah, there. But yeah, not, not so, so much, much anymore, right? Um, but you know, mm-hmm. you're you're kind of like, well, who who gets that person every year? So yeah, exactly. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know. And and who has to play? Bama every every year. year who's in that which i would assume it's <laughs> auburn and alabama auburn you know sure and, and then maybe tennessee and i don't i don't know who their third person is lsu but, yeah, maybe. maybe lsu or georgia georgia maybe yeah. so but yeah you know especially the sec they've got all of their you know um their games they have you know like the world's Biggest cocktail party. Oh yes, isn't that yes. what one? Isn't that Ole Miss and Mississippi their... State? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, or no, is that anyway? Whoever okay. you know, they have all those all their their things, and you know, lots of rivalry tradition too, just like the Big Twelve used to have. And um, so, anyway, 
it'll be interesting, yeah, to see how all that works out yeah. on their side. So anyway, okay. I, and I want to keep playing Texas. I don't want to well, quit playing Texas. Yes, I do too. And I mean, they they have at least made it sound like they're going to let that rivalry remain and keep it at the Cotton Bowl. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm sure that Jerry Jones would like to have it at his <laughs> at his place, yes, but would. the Cotton Bowl, I, it is just an atmosphere too, you can't yeah, so yeah, much you tradition just can't pass up. So yeah, hopefully yeah. that remains and, intact. And it's it's back to being called the Red River Red River Rivalry this oh, year. Oh, it is. Why it was okay. Okay. Yeah, they made a big deal kind of about that. That it's back to that name. It's like. Okay, well, it's the shootout, and I don't remember what the other thing is. Yeah, but that's what I thought of. Why it ever changed, I don't know. We say the Cotton Bowl anyway. just because it, it's always been the Cotton Bowl, but that dates us, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that was what a lot of my stuff was. Okay, so. okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Let's see. How about softball? Do you have anything, to, any uh, talk about softball? Well, you know, okay, first of all, Yes, OU softball. They are just like the bomb, Three right? Feet. They're awesome. <laughs> Yay, they're so great. Patty knows how. I mean, best coach at OU. Like, she, she's hands down, you know. <laughs> Anybody, it's, it's, yeah, it's Bud, Bob, Barry, or Bud, Barry, Bob, and Patty. <laughs> <laughs> and Patty's been up there for a, long a while, time. and she's she's not coming off her perch. And um, now that she was able to um, hit, get out of that transfer portal, our one of our big rivals. Oh, pitchers, I know what a steal! I was not really expecting yeah. that at all, and that broke on what yeah. thir- was it Thursday or I think it was I Thursday. Think so, yeah. Okay, yeah, I was I. I truly thought Kelly Maxwell was finished. I, I didn't realize she still had a year uh-huh. of eligibility. And then you said you that, that she COVID had entered stuff. the transfer portal. Everybody's got eligibility. Yeah, yeah, I guess it's COVID, you know, leftover COVID stuff. It was it was interesting because, and after we talk about this, I, I want to talk about Jordy Ball because I think you, well, I'll tell you what my sister, my brother-in-law oh, sure. said. But um, so... At Kelly's pitching coach, and I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but his her pitching coach at OSU took a job somewhere else. Oh, okay. You know, and I don't even think it was just a pitching coach job. It might have been a head job. I'm not okay. sure. But so, you know, and it was like towards the end of the season. And, I mean, OU lost coaches because, you know, they're getting other gigs. I mean, and Patty's Patty's been a heck of a coaching pipeline for women's college softball also. But – she had her end of season meeting with um, the OSU coach, and he he said to her, and he was like really upfront about this, you know, in an article. He goes, "Yeah, he got." He said he looked at her and he goes, "So he goes, are you thinking about transferring?" And he said that because her pitching coach left, and she and her pitching coach had a really good relationship, and her pitching coach had you know just made her you know the kind of pitcher she is. And Kelly's like, well, no, not really. And she came in a couple days later, and she decided to enter the oh, transfer wow. portal. So did, you did Gaius so se- like help her make that decision? Like, you think? You well, I her? mean, is, so is that the head coach? Yeah, Kenny uh-huh. Okay, 
So he was an OU he, baseball he, he player. He just said, he goes, I wasn't trying to put anything into her head. I wasn't telling her she didn't have a spot. He goes, I just knew they had such a tight relationship that that might have been making her think about that. And he goes, and I, and he goes, and if she was thinking about it, I wanted to know. He goes, she has served Oklahoma State great. We, she's, she's done everything we've asked of her and then some, you know, he goes, so, um, he goes, so I wasn't trying to put an idea in her head. I wasn't trying to tell her that she needed to leave. He goes, but I do kind of wonder if I put an idea in her head. I did not know that. Oh my gosh. And so then that was, you know, several weeks ago and I kept thinking, that she was going to, like, that it was going to just be really quick. You know, people said then they thought she was going to go to OU and, you know, chase a championship, of course. And um, then once I, when I never heard anything, I thought, okay, she's going somewhere else. Or actually, I actually got to where I thought she's just going to stay at OSU. She's just decided, you know, I thought I'd hit the transfer portal, see what was out there, but I'm just going to stay put. So I was really shocked when I heard that she was was leaving uh-huh. because it just seemed like it took a while to get there, you know, especially since, oh, you had taken one or two other transfer pitchers. Right, right. They got, um, yeah. Who did they get? They got uh, a couple, what, somebody from Furman, I think. And, um, mm-hmm. but she, well, they, they got one, they got a um, catcher to come in and help Kenzie Hansen, uh, like be a backup mm-hmm. catcher. Yes, and I that might have been the one from Furman. But yes, they got another pitcher. So yes, I was uh-huh. not expecting yeah. them to take, um, yeah. you know, to take another one. They they have a, a girl that redshirted yeah. last year behind um, the girl that we saw some as the true freshman um, that I think is a fantastic pitcher. Um, right. And I'm blocking. And then Nicole's still going to be right. there too. Nicole May will still be there, yeah. and I'm blocking on the um, the backup pitcher's name. She's a, a lefty, um, great pitcher. She pitched some in the World Series. Um, it'll come to me. <laughs> I'm having a senior yeah. moment. <laughs> well, you know, we're going off script. Uh, that's right. That's right. But um, I think having Kelly Maxwell, uh, another left-handed pitcher. Oh. Um, that, no that, kidding. Uh, what, what's her ERA? Like 1.19 or something like that last year. And then we don't have to face her either. Yes. Yes. So there's that too. Well, and when they announced you know, that. because she, she, she plays well. She, she, she's pitched well against well, OU. She has. And, and they announced, I think, that last year she had seven losses. Um, and three of those, and two, two of the three were OU season. And then I think mm-hmm. one was the Big 12 tournament. And we didn't play them in the yeah. um, World Series, but it was kind of like, right. you know, we're a thorn in her side. So I, yeah. I can't. I can't blame her for coming over to the no. to the right side, the white side, or not the dark That's side. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, the the right yes, side. Exactly. Come on over, <laughs> Kelly. We'll take you any day. Kirsten Deal so. is is the name of the oh, true freshman right. pitcher that mm-hmm. will be back see, as a you sophomore. Said you, you need, I knew it would come to me, <laughs> and we didn't you, get you to see a to ton of her, um, but uh-huh. but we did get to see her pitch. And then there's a true freshman that they redshirted. Um, so we should have Nicole May, Kirsten Deal, Kelly Maxwell, the true freshman that will be a sophomore this mm-hmm. year, and then the other transfers. That transfer. That's yeah. excellent. Excellent. I don't yeah. know what we're doing for shortstop. That's where I'm 
I'm I'm worried. Oh, with Grace, <laughs> with Grace Lyons leaving. Yes. It's like who who's yeah. gonna step in? I mean, those are huge shoes to fill. Who steps in and takes over? They are over huge shoes to fill. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, no, I um so I was talking to my brother in law. Um he was asking me about Jordy leaving and I'm like, you know what? I mean, I'm okay with that. She's going back home. Uh-huh. She's not going to um, the, uh, even a school that played in the College World Series this year. So she's not leaving, trying to chase a championship, which sometimes I'm, that's not the worst thing in the world either. But I go, she, she played here two years. She <laughs> helped us win the College wow. World Series. Two years? I, I You know, she wants <laughs> awesome. to go home. She wants to go to this sport in Nebraska. I go, I have no problem with it. And he had a huge problem oh, with really? it. Oh, really? This is how he described it. He said, it is like your girlfriend has broken up with you and gone back to her old boyfriend. <laughs> really? Okay. Yes. And, and it was funny. He was kind of salty about it. And I was talking to my sister, Shane, and Shane goes, yeah, I'm not so happy about it either. I feel much the same way. Wow. I just feel like we gave you the best years of our life, and you're just going to do that to us? You're going to go, like, back to that person? Interesting. <laughs> well, you know, at least what I'd heard was that her boyfriend is there at Nebraska. He's a pitcher um, on the Nebraska baseball team. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And so they really didn't ha- – yeah. They're playing this their same sport at the same time. So as far as yes. I'm sure seeing each they, other, they don't get to. Um, and at least if they're in right. the same town, um, mm-hmm. that that they can. Um, you know, so yeah. I find I, I just kind of thought she she gave us two great years. I, I'm not bitter about that at all. I, I do wish no, her well. Me neither. Now I do not want to play yeah, her <laughs> in the no, college world series. I don't know, want them to be so good they get to I play. I mean, if it. she was going to Florida State that yes. would be different. Yes. Yeah. But she didn't go to Florida State, so, yes, you know. that's true. But, you know, so if she I'm grows okay a sport that. there, and I, I do hope they do mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, the Big, the big yeah, Ten sure. has not had, well, is Michigan probably their best um, softball team? Probably. Consistently. And then we had one of their pitchers this right, year. So, right. they, you know, Alex was from yeah, Michigan. Yeah, we stole their pitcher, so. Um, I mean, it yeah. may help. It may help Nebraska have a really good, um, you know, yeah. team in the Big Ten, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Yep, same. Uh, okay, I kind of thought you might <laughs> be like that, but you know, sometimes you and I aren't the same about some of that stuff. So. Well, when I said to my so, husband, um, "Guess who's, guess who is uh, in the transfer portal and coming to be a pitcher at OU?" He said, "That pitcher from Stanford." <laughs> I said. Oh dang! Oh my gosh, I wish that would be awesome. No, no, that no, I was no, I wasn't thinking about her. <laughs> Man, she was oh, tough. She was. I don't want to ever don't face her no, again. I don't either I do not, and I don't think anybody else Man. in the College World Series wants to face oh, her again no. either. But I do wish she'd leave Stanford. <laughs> well, they're not. They may not be Pac-12. So that's true. But you know, Stanford degree. I mean, if you can. Oh, yeah. Be a heck of a pitcher and get a degree from Stanford. That's not a bad gig, right? I agree. Take it. (laughs) So, well, I also kind of looked at 
it looks like we're doing pretty well recruiting. Oh right yes, now. tell me. I mean, I've I've heard bits and pieces of this is a four star, this is a five star. Yeah. But they're you know at least a year off, so I haven't paid a whole lot of attention. I um, I just you know see him popping up on Facebook all the time and Twitter. Oh, another you know in that Champion Barbecue, we got all these you know guys after that. Um, got a lot of four stars. It looks like. Um, we got, um, you know, wide receivers. We, it looks like we've done, gotten a couple guys to like O-linemen. Um, I only see one defensive line guy with, um, which he's a four star, but, um, but we got a couple of five star guys and one's a tight end out of California. Oh, I saw that. He's. He played ball in Allen, didn't he, before he went to California? Oh, um, maybe. And he's oh, going to reclassify, his name. right, to come out in 2024? Is that oh, is that that, that guy? Uh, I didn't write his name yeah. down. Um, his name's Davin Mitchell. He's a five-star tight end. He's at Los Alamitos, California. So that could be. I didn't, like, yes. d- do that deep of a dive into his story. I think oh, he okay. played at Allen so interesting. with... Who's the okay. five-star QB that's coming out of McKinney? That's your that's your stomping grounds. Um, right. I think there's a five-star QB, and, like, they played together at Allen maybe when they were sophomores, and then that kid went oh, okay. to McKinney, and, this, and the tight end went to um, California. Oh, was it yeah, something like just... Mitchell or? Yeah, Davin Mitchell's the tight end. That Oh, that's the tight end. What is um that's the tight end, yeah. Again, Devin senior moment. Mitchell. It'll come to me. <laughs> but I think it's a five-star QB that's coming out. Okay. Um, too. That, um, like they're friends. Like like they've each been kind of recruiting each other to come. Okay. Well, I love OU tight ends. You know, uh-huh. I love what OU, um, especially in the past. You love Joe John Finley. With their tight ends. <laughs> well, yeah. And so, you know, and he's the recruiter and then. Um, and then the other, and we actually have like a six, six, um, wide receiver oh, wow. too, which is kind of cool. Wow. Yes. Cause then that's almost like a tight end, uh-huh. right? But he, I guess he's fast, but we've got two guys who actually are going to be playing football and baseball. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. And so one is this five-star running back from Longview, Taylor Tatum. Okay. So he's fast. And. He's yeah, and five star, and so um, I w- I do kind of wonder if that's part of what made him decide to go to OU instead of someplace else. Because we were like, yeah, if you want to play baseball, also we'll let you do that. And who's oh, there's a linebacker out of North Carolina. He's four star. His name's James Nesta. He's going to play baseball also. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah, excellent. So it's kind of interesting, but excellent. You know. We we flipped another we flipped a QB from Northwestern. He's only a three star. He's from Ohio, but we do have a four star QB that's supposed to be coming. He's from Frisco. Okay. He's a dual threat. Okay, excellent. QB and you know and I know they um got that guy from Edmond Santa Fe that offensive tackle um Josh Ios. Iosa, Osa, he just, he just 
declared committed okay. like just the last couple of days but you know they're hoping that he's not going to be kind of the last and I know they're still waiting on some of the really big guys and they're, they're on the short list for a lot of those okay. big guys like David Stone and stuff like that. So Right. But, and I mean, those are all 2024, right? So they will, they'll be yeah, playing uh-huh. next year. So it looks like, year. oh, yeah, and they got that guy from Moore, that safety, Mikel Patterson-McDonald. Okay. So I, they're kind of uh-huh. keeping. I remember hearing about him. Yeah. And then there was one guy that he's like Marcus Dupree's cousin. He's an offensive tackle from Mississippi. Isn't that, that is funny? That's funny. So he's a big guy. If he's an offensive yeah. tackle. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But it said he's a cousin of Marcus Dupree. And with how everything went with Marcus Dupree, I wasn't necessarily sure that. Yeah. Why is he coming to OU? That, that, that would pull somebody to OU, but. <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> so we'll take it. Yeah. But I know we've got some guys hurt too. Have you, like, I have not heard about I have not heard about any of the injuries. What what's the injury let me report? See. So um I don't know but like and some of these are guys we were talking about last year who, you know, were freshmen but we were, you know, looking forward to good things from them. So Caden Helms is out for now and I don't um Ben I don't know why he's out. Venable says He's fighting really hard to get back, but he's not sure when he'll be back. Jason Llewellyn, who isn't he a tight end, I think. I think so. Uh-huh. And um, he, Venable says he thinks he'll be back, but he's not sure when. Oh, goodness. Okay. Robert Spears Jennings had labrum surgery okay. during the spring, but they do expect him to be back to full speed. Right now he's non-contact. Okay. Okay. So, and then I read I don't know who it is, but one of the players, like, he's non-contact right now because of blood clots. Oh. Like. Yeah, that's not good. He's getting blood clots. Uh-uh. I know, that right? That sounds like the Richmond kid so anyway. that, that uh, stayed out a year, I think, um, from the D-line. You know, he stayed out a, a year, but it was COVID, and, and uh, then he he was uh-huh. better after that. But I, I, I was never quite sure what. What his diagnosis was, but he had uh, he had had a blood clot or two, and so I think he needed to be on blood thinners. But then you're in a contact sport; you really don't right. want to be on those. So um, no, no, that wouldn't be good. Mm-mm. So anyway, so well, hopefully those injuries clear up and everybody gets healthy before the first game. But first game yeah. is what September? Um, is it September the second? Is that is that the first Saturday? Is, well, that, is it the second? I just know we're not going to be I in know. Town. You said you weren't coming. You stink. <laughs> yes, it's September 2nd, Labor Day okay. weekend. Okay. But it is, I mean, it's Arkansas It will State, be hot. So. It's an 11 a.m. kick. So, yeah, it will be hot. Um, It'll be so hot. Ah, but, hey. At least the next week, that SMU game's like I think it's. I think it's kickoff. a 5 p.m. So, again, it will be hot. Yeah, which is a weird time. Yes. And I don't. It's a and weird it, and it's not, it's not on TV, is it? I mean, it's it doesn't have to do with TV, I don't think. But oh, I don't know. Well, that's anyway, weird. I think it's a five p.m. kick. And, I'll be at that. Okay. Game. Well, we'll be there too. <laughs> okay. You'll have to, you'll have to take all the notes for me for okay. the Arkansas State game we'll and do. give me all the. Well, and, and hopefully, you know, 
last year first game or two were like all the the second and third strings will get to play you know we'll get to see some of those kids play right and we weren't good yes. enough for that to happen so I'm a, yes. <laughs> fingers crossed that this time the starters go out and they play really well and they yeah. play the first half and then they get to sit the second half and and we do mm-hmm. let some of the you know younger folks get to play you know we'll let them have some yeah. have some fun and know what college football playing time is like um yeah that's what I'm hoping yes yeah, and I guess Dylan's ready and I think so. To play and yeah. and get we get Drake back and Well, and we which I'm surprised Drake's we've back. We've got that but, cool uh, the Michigan receiver. Um Oh, is that's it right. Anthony and Andreal yeah. or um I think it's Andreal Anthony or Anthony Andreal. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> um he's kind of got two first names, but um yes. I think at least there's talk that he he may well, Jaleel uh-huh. should um, set himself apart as a go-to receiver. Sure. Yeah. But there's talk that this the kid from Michigan, the Anthony mm-hmm. kid, um, should be yeah. a go-to receiver. And of course, Drake Stoops should be a go-to receiver. Um, and yes. then Stogner's big, so let's hit Stogner. Yes. Stogner yeah. across the middle. That, that's right. <laughs> Stogner across the middle, one hundred percent. I'm always for that. So. Come on, Dylan. You yes. Can do it. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think Austin's really excited to be back at OU too. So that's yeah, cool. Yeah, I think so. So I I think I mean you know we've got the rest of I don't know how long practice goes in August. Um, I I don't know if they go straight up to the game, you know, straight up to the kickoff, or if they have to be off for a few days prior to that, but. Anyway, oh yeah, I don't know. We've either. got hopefully the rest of the month to to practice and get prepared and be ready to go exactly. for the season. Be ready to and go. And like you said, we want to win the Big Boom. Twelve, and I'm I'm we fine do. with the national championship too. Well, sure. I mean, you know, I'm not going to turn it down. And hey, Dana, if they're going, we got to be there. Okay, okay. It's just the last two that I went to. We didn't do well. Oh, well, I know. Same. <laughs> gave me a and, gave me the and feeling. I'm not of sure I can get my fault. husband there. <laughs> Let's leave. Do the, what? You know, when you go and they don't win, it's like if I hadn't come, they might have won, and and then I wouldn't be sad. So. Well, you'd still be kind of sad, but maybe not as sad. Well, you wouldn't have spent a bunch of money to be sad. That's true. That's true, <laughs> um, and that's no fun. The orange yeah, bowl no and fun. the sugar bowl. Those were not fun. <laughs> the sugar bowl, though. <laughs> you know, just keep giving it to Quentin, please. Oh, I know. Lee. I know, and they wouldn't. And those LSU fans, they were not oh, they nice. Were they were awful. I, I will <laughs> not go. When we move into the SEC, um, someone at work was asking me, will you go to all the away games? And I said, I, I want to go to all the away games. At some point, I won't go to everyone yes. every season, sure. but right. I do not think I can go to LSU. I just do not think so. I have such a bad taste in my mouth from that sugar bowl. They, they were oh, yeah. rude, crude, awful. Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. want to give them a dollar of my money. <laughs> yeah. And I have friends who are LSU fans, but boy, I hear other SEC people say that too. So it's not just okay. us. Okay. 
Good to know. Yeah, we get so, skipped Sorry, out. LSU people listening. Keep listening to us, please. Keep listening to us <laughs> and try and convince your fans to be nicer to the opposing fan. Yeah, just a little yeah. bit. You can be just a little bit nicer. Like, don't have broken beer bottles in your hand and threaten us with them as we're walking into the Sugar Bowl. We had some of that as we walked into the Sugar Bowl. It was before the game. Oh, nice. <laughs> before the game even started. Before the game even well, started. Well, and I mean... Like I said, that that game was, you know, it was just Death Valley East. Oh, yeah. I mean, they didn't have far they to go, and they there. made it where there weren't any tickets for us that year. And Well, yeah, we were on the second row from the top. You know, we never even heard our mm-hmm. band play, ever, because we no. were ab- above Mm-mm. them enough that we never heard them. It yeah. was horrible. It wasn't good. It was horrible. <laughs> I'm not going back anyway. there. <laughs> Not going back there. Moving on. Moving on. The Rose Bowl is our kind of game, I think. Yes, the Rose Bowl was great. We had a wonderful time I do want to go to the Peach Bowl. We need to go to the Peach Bowl sometime. Oh, okay. Don't you think? I'm all in for that. sounds good. I like peaches. (laughs) (laughs) We could even go there for, like, the SEC Championship. How about that? Okay. They don't expect us to be well to to play well in the SEC, so I'd like to show them. That's right. Yeah, let's show them. Okay, come on, Brent. Keep keep up with these these recruits and stuff. Keep getting these four and five stars. I, I think he's doing an awesome job as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. I hear Ta- Todd Bates is out there just working it, and you know, and so well, one of the other things you the, talking about Todd Bates get get those big guys in the middle to protect everybody and to push around the line it, it reminded me um on the radio sometime this week they said um that OU the OU players had decided that their coaching staff was more jacked than they were <laughs> with all their muscles <laughs> And I'm chuckling. I'm listening to it in the car, and I'm chuckling. And, and they're like, that's Todd Bates, and that's DeMarco Murray. Um, and that's, oh, DeMarco, um, yeah. Oh, the the receivers coach that we got from um, – didn't we – wasn't it the receiver coach that we got yes. from Texas Tech? He's another, yeah. um, you know, really muscly kind of coach. Um, and then somebody said, well, Brent Venables is all muscle. I mean – He's his muscles aren't huge, but you look at his abdomen, and he's he's like got a six pack. He he's he weighs eight hundred eighty pounds, and I'm thinking, oh, I thought he weighed about one hundred forty pounds because he's so thin. <laughs> and they're like, he's all muscle. I mean, you just look at him, and you know that he could he could take all of those guys on, even though they're younger than he is. So anyway, they were just saying that our our coaching staff might be the 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 most they've been jacked up. Um, coaching staff of anybody <laughs> in okay. all of college so football. Been, Schmitty's been running them through the re, the ringer yeah, too. Yeah, I, huh? I guess Schmitty's got. The, he's training them too. Yeah, I don't know. They, you know, <laughs> they were it. just That's laughing awesome. about stuff like that, and I hadn't really thought about it That's except awesome. Todd Bates, Demarco Murray, and then I'm like, but Coach Venable says, I mean, you can tell he works yeah. out. He, he's a muscly kind of guy. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Anyway. I thought that means we've got to, we need to pay a little more attention to that on the sidelines. <laughs> okay. We will. We will report, we will check them out and we will report, report back. back. That's right. 
We will report back. All right. Anything else? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> we need pictures with them. Come on now. <laughs> yes, we do. We do. We're going to make that work someday, too. Somehow we need to all get right. on the sidelines. Yeah. I'm not sure how, but yes, we, we got to figure it out. Me neither. All right. It's good talking good to talking you, Good talking to you, too. And I'm ready for football. All right. We're under a month. Same. All I'm right. Boomer. Sooner. And I'll be there to cheer the team on while you're missing the first home game. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Well, we'll talk. Though. All right. Come. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.